Yo, what is going on, everyone? No, your ears do not deceive you. It's Ruben Prime. Welcome to another episode of the Ruben Prime Podcast. And it's your host, Ruben Prime, for May 25th, 2023. And Jesus. <laughs> Don't mean to put the the Lord's name in vain, but it's been a minute since I have sat in front of this microphone to bring you another episode. Definitely want to apologize. I know, I know. Ruben, why are you apologizing? It's a sign of weakness, but it's been a it's been a crazy 2023. I'm gonna just leave it at that. Um Let's just say the economy, the job markets, and just the whole universe. It's, it's like it's one big test. It's one gigantic test. This whole galaxy is a test, and it's testing all of us. And at times, we feel like we have, like we ha- we have nothing. Everything seems like it's it's hopeless. But I think that. One of the good things, one of the good traits I have or the good skills or abilities that I have is just to stay resilient and patient and also helps that I have that I have people by my side that, you know, set me straight, you know. And as someone wise told me, you gotta create your environment. So we're here trying to create our environment and using this voice that I have that's coming out of my voice box. So it is what it is. And and what this is, is here just coming at you through the, through your uh, speakers, through your, you know, your Bluetooth headsets, your earbuds, maybe your iPhone speaker, which you should not have your speaker on your iPhone or smart device uh, having anything come out of the speakers because uh, radiation's bad. But anyway, gotta do the shameless plugs. Uh, once again, follow me on Twitter, Mr. Room Prime. Also Room Prime Media on Twitter. Also TikTok at Room Prime Media. Also, RoomPrimeTV.com, I finally, I know I've been saying it for a minute, but I got the website up and running. Um, Still working out the kinks, but the website's back. So I'm really happy about that. And remember, this podcast you can find on all major digital platforms, including our home, Red Circle. So if you have uh, aforementioned iDevice. You can listen to me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher Radio, and again, our home on Red Circle, redcircle.com slash Room Prime Podcast. With that being said, oof, um, and so much news. It's, it's just been turbulent it feels like this this year it feels like it's been going on like 
for a long time and it's just it's may going on june and and the last time i did a podcast was back in march it's like oof and you know with long story short uh the job that i was working at before um let's just say there was a merger uh some may say that it wasn't hostile or to say it was but all i'm gonna say is that um i no longer work at this company i have friends and colleagues that still work there and they're you know they're grinding every day working doing what they got to do to survive and to provide and you know help people out when they can so here's to y'all but um i i haven't been working there because i separated from the company and it's been it's been pretty trying it's been it's been out there it's been it's been something um and you know got a lot of time to think a lot of time to reflect uh, a lot of time a lot of opportunity to get uh just lose your sanity <laughs> but i'm here to let you know still got my sanity um i'm still here the best thing we could do is just stay the course keep pushing keep at it don't lose focus in whatever you're doing no matter how big how small how in between it may feel keep going at it because when all said and done you look back at 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 all this and you say wow i was over here worrying for nothing so that's where i'm at it's been it's been pretty wild it's been pretty wild in our journey but you know we're here the news never stop and been holding my tongue a lot of a lot of stuff and you know ironically it is uh it's may memorial day is coming up and there's stuff i want to talk about but i want to get my you know i want to dip my toe in in the pool i don't want to just jump in you know get my beard all messed up so one thing i've noticed this is kind of like the segue into it. Like, you know, bear with me. One of the things I notice, and this is with every movement that the powers that be, the establishment, uh, pedals out to people. One thing I notice is that there's a there's a lot of narcissism. There's so much narcissism that i've noticed in all these movements if it's the alphabet community if it's the fed acceptance you know so on and so forth if it's the the of movement all these things and i'm gonna explain kind of explain my my madness here is one thing that I noticed that the so-called movements that talk about um, acceptance, it seems like 
it's so much external uh, validation and affirmation. It seems like people that claim that they're proud to be in the alphabet community, that they're proud to be out of shape, um, that claim to be a, pardon me, hold on one second. That claim to be uh, proud to be, you know, overweight, to be, uh, you know, to be uh, single, to be all these things. And yet they need external validation. They need other people to affirm and to accept them when they cannot even accept themselves. And to me, that strikes me as, as odd because, wait a minute, if it's okay to be gay, if it's okay to be trans, if, if this is all all good, if, if this is the right thing to do, then why do you need other people's validation? Because maybe there's, there's a, a lack of self. These people that are doing these things they could be doing it for attention. They could be doing it because they have no sense of self. They have no identity. So they have to do things like, you know, change their change their body, change their appearance, mutilate themselves, have other people mutilate themselves, have children mutilate themselves and take hormones. You got to have people just eat themselves into death. You got to have people degrade themselves. It, it is very scary in the times that we're living in when people that have the sane and most rational voice voices seem to be the ones that are labeled as insane or crazy. And to me, it's pretty scary. It's some um, pretty scary when you see this pattern, and one thing about me is I notice patterns. And when you're seeing all these movements, and the one thing that they have in common is, is that you have to you have to accept them, but these people do not accept themselves in the least. They don't accept themselves. They hate themselves, but they claim that if you're not accepting of them, then that means that you hate them. You don't like people that are that are gay, trans, what have you, that are fat, that are out of shape, obese. But in essence, they're the ones that have hatred for themselves. When you had to enforce your will and enforce your ideology onto other people, and most of the time, there are well-meaning people out here. They don't hate other people. They may not tolerate it. They may not dis they may not agree, but they don't hate people. But the one thing that all boils down to, people don't like to be forced to, to think what 
the hive mind wants them to think. People just want to be free, free thinkers. They want to live their lives. They don't want to have any sort of ideology forced upon them to themselves or to to other people, especially children. And to me, it's textbook narcissism when you have these adults that have to just talk and talk and talk about how cool it is is to be gay, trans. And listen, if you were those things, if you happen to be gay or happen to be trans or bi or whatever, that's cool. That's you. That is, that is what you decide to do as a consenting adult who you decide to be with, where you decide to wear, where you decide to to enact. That is all up to you. My thing is, if you got to constantly seek validation from others and you're not comfortable within yourself, then that says more about you than it says about the people that may, they're not prejudiced, but they just don't want something force fed down their throat. Because with my... With my ranting, I came up, I came upon this quote from Dr. Nicole LaPera, if I'm pronouncing that right, and I quote, narcissism is an extreme insecurity. People think people with narcissistic traits have an inflated sense of self. In reality, they have no sense of self without a sense a self control and external validation become the main focus deep down they are terrified and she's absolutely correct she's correct because well a i used to think that narcissism or people that in that exhibited narcissistic behavior they had an inflated sense of self but especially nowadays <laughs> um I've realized that yeah that I was using that you ah, I was using that word in the wrong context and hey you live and learn right. However, at least with people that have inflated sense of self, they have an idea who they are. You know, whether you like it or not, they do have a a sense of self. They're comfortable with who they are. They know who they are, and they do their actions, you know, just. However, with a lot of these people that I mentioned before, these people do not have a sense of self because they had to seek external validation. They had to get affirmation from others. When them themselves inside of themselves, they are not comfortable with themselves. They hate themselves, so they had to kind of psych themselves into believing what they're doing is the right thing. Because if right or wrong, regardless, if you are comfortable with yourself, and I give shout-outs to those who are comfortable with, with themselves, and 
they have a sense of self. They have an identity. You know, those people I respect because at least right or wrong, and again, in, in the context of just being everyday people, law-abiding citizens, they, they know who they are. They have a sense of identity. They have a sense of self. They don't seek external validation. They are, they're content with who they are. They're comfortable with the choices that they made. They are not, um, they're not narcissistic that they got to tell for example, little kids that don't know about all this, this, uh, this agenda, they're just kids. They want to be kids. They want to enjoy their lives. You got to be really narcissistic and you got to, you got to be a real weirdo, a real creep that as a grown person and you got to be really insecure with yourself that you got to tell little kids that you're coming out, that you got to tell these kids what you're doing in, you know, your private time when you're not in school teaching or what have you, because, you know, in this context, we're talking about this. Like those people are not comfortable with themselves because, of course, they're not going to go to adults and tell this because most of the time adults, they don't care. They don't hate these people, but they know that what they're doing, they're not about it for the right reasons. They're not going about these things for the right reasons. They're going about it to have, to, to find their sense of self, to find their identity because they have no identity. So they got to go to the ones that will listen because the average person has way more important things to do than to affirm, to affirm people's you know, choices, because you're a grown person. If you're a grown person, you got to be comfortable with the choices that you make. You can't have people hold your hand the whole way, you know, and that's why they go to children, because children, they're not going to go anywhere. They don't want to, you know, get the adults angry. They want to, you know, please the adults. They're sponges. They're malleable. And to me, when all boils down, like, this quote right here, it is, textbook is textbook narcissism that we're explore, that we are uh seeing displayed not only on you know not only in real life but also on social media and to me it, it's like and you know and i'm gonna put another another tweet up but to me when i saw this quote i was like she's on to something She's on to something. Um, just because when it comes to mental health, there is trauma. And again, not, not a doctor, not a psychiatrist, but this is just my opinion, just based on everything that I've been observing and what I've been seeing. It's just a lot of people. There's so many people out here who haven't, dealt with their mental problems the right way and they feel like the only way to to cope is to latch on to something because it's getting attention people are you know accepting and also there's more of a strong arm strong arm tactic 
because if you say anything disparaging against this group or that group, then forget about it. you're canceled, you're ostracized, you're you're the you're, you're the bad guy, you're the villain. You know, and actually, let me let me put this let me put this tweet back up here because there was um, someone that replied to this, and what they said is absolutely true as well. Um, this woman here. Uh, she says, and I quote, 100%, and if you try to point it out or help uh, help out of love, you'll become an enemy because they see everything as an attack. Blaming someone is easier than self-reflecting and facing your own toxic traits. So that is exactly right on the, like that right there. But she's exactly correct because there are people who, who want to help, but instead of, you know, welcoming the help, and getting advice and getting help. Oh no, you're attacking me. You're attacking me. So I'm I'm gonna instead of self-reflecting and dealing with my trauma and facing my own toxic traits, no, I'm going to see everyone as an enemy that's trying to help me out because it's much more scary to deal with your own problems than to just blame everything and everyone else. And you're seeing that with this movement. Instead of dealing with your problems, addressing the hurt, addressing the trauma, no, we're just going to attack everyone that that just try to point this out that is coming from a place of love. We're just going to attack because it's easier that way. It's easy to, to project our insecurities onto other people, our own insecurities onto, onto other people because it's much so. It is easy. It is so easy. And also, just because you may exhibit these narcissistic traits doesn't mean that you are like a lot of these people that I mentioned. It just means that there is there is hurt, there is some trauma there, and you need to get help, professional help. Not go on Twitter and seek validation, false validation. What you need is professional help. Even... If you can't afford a psychiatrist, if you can't afford a shrink, at least talk to someone that will listen. Because I think with all this, and I've come to realization with this in you know these past few months, all you need is for someone to listen to you. Because a lot of times we have so much built up inside of us that we can't even to, you know, just put into words we can't even quantify how we're feeling sometimes we just need to sift through all the bs so we can you know figure it out so we can make sense of it and sometimes all you need to do is just just talk just have someone listen to you and then as you get through it you're like oh okay i get it i understand now i get it now but to me it's like it's it is insane it's really insane but in closing just ladies and gentlemen listen to this as you hear my voice please 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 um get as you know if you're exhibiting any sort of you know mental issues you know just anything if you're feeling 
down and out, you're feeling depressed, there are hotlines that you can that you can call, seek help, you know, seek professional help, or find that that best friend that has that just doesn't judge you. He or she, he or she will listen to you no matter what. And I think that's the most important thing is that we're not heard. And we then try to find external validations to affirm our toxic behavior, you know. But again, I'd rather you identify that you have toxic traits, that you have a problem, and to get help than to be like all these weirdos and just go on Twitter and complain and, and just perpetuate this this nonsense. So that that is in closing. Okay, we got to talk about this because I kind of want this to be like you know just you know touch and go. Because um, in the next episode, I want to get into something really, really, really spicy, and not that kind of spicy. Um, but for now, I want to talk about this. Kim Kardashian on Kanye West. Quote, all his shenanigans are going to be far more damaging to the kids one day than my sex tape will ever be. End quote. And this is from the Daily Loud. So let's see here. Kim Kardashian kicked off the new season of the Kardashians, of course. That show's still going on. By reflecting on on two of her past relationships, getting emotional as she opened up about how messy things have become with Kanye West, especially. In this episode, Kardashian reflects on her split from Pete Davidson, saying that he went through a lot during their time together before saying West shenanigans are going to be far more damaging to the kids one day than my sex tape will ever be. Interesting. Very interesting. Um... I'm just going to say this. <laughs> um, Kanye West has said some things. And, I mean, I talked about it on, on the show before. The fact that they they went after him like they did for what he said. And, you know, he's canceled. I mean, he can never be canceled because he's Kanye West. But what he said... I understand how it rub people the wrong way. There's no denying that. And we've known for the longest that, you know, Kanye has issues. But again, this is not a a indictment on Kanye West and going back to all his issues because it is documented. You can go back. And that's a whole nother can of worms with the whole, you know, Hollywood and the you know, the inner circle of Hollywood and just how demonic that world is, the whole world of entertainment. It is very dark when you look at it. But we're not getting into that tonight because what I do want to talk about is the fact that this woman says, that, oh, what Kanye West did is going to be way more damaging than her sex tape uh, to her kids. That her having sex... It wasn't something that was leaked. Like, oh, like I did this in private and and 
the person I was with leaked the tape. No, she put it out. She figured, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be famous. And lo and behold, I'm talking about this woman. Due to the, and the reason why I know about this woman is because A, she was married to Kanye West, and B, because she did a sex tape. And she thinks that Kanye West saying what he said is more damaging than her getting railed and um, dug out, sucking on mushroom tips on on camera is it's that's fine that's that's fine doing all that doing sexual acts on camera is fine it's it's not like when when her kids get older um you know people that are gonna bully her they're gonna bring that up you know in passing like oh you're oh so what your mom your mom was you know we, we know about your mom and her sex tape and you know why Kim has a nerve to say this is because it is acceptable nowadays for women to be out to to their promiscuity, something that's, you know, taboo, like, you know, as they say, sex sells. But the fact that it's, it's way more acceptable now than it was back then, like people are talking about OnlyFans, like it's normal. And because of that, she's emboldened to say that because it's it's easy to rag on Kanye West for what he said. But you think that her sex tape, she thinks that her sex tape isn't a bad example. You know, as uh, you know, she's a mom. And she has a daughter and the the fact that. She's not concerned that when her daughter gets older, she's going to look at that. Like she's going to find out about that. And, and then, then what? It's all because of how society has gotten, is this, uh, society has gotten, gotten this to be accepted. And we're seeing, and also, um, hold up, there's this, what uh, Kim Kardashian said about um, heard being a yes, we found it. Gonna mute this. Allow ads. Right, so we're gonna ah these damn ads. Just gotta get the advertising dollars. I'm not. I'm not mad about it, but it's like, like fuck the Kardashians. <laughs> okay, Kim Kardashian gets backlash for acting like she's a middle class. Like she's middle class after she complained about being a single mom. Nannies are raising her kids. I'm only going to read a handful of this. Uh, Kim Kardashian has sparked the ire of many fans after recently voicing her challenges being uh, with being a single mom. 
the reality TV star, age 42, said that parenting is really fucking hard while appearing on Mondays on purpose with Jay. Uh, oh, come on. Come on. These ads. I hate these ads. I can't send these ads. Anyway. With Jay uh, Shantley, yeah, Shantley podcast, where she also admitted that sometimes she cries herself to sleep due to the stress. Oh, boo hoo hoo. However, many took issues with her complaints, pointing out that um, as 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 Kim's founder, who shares North Nine Saint Seven Chicago Five Psalms Four. With ex Kanye West, age 45, has a lot more help than the average mom. And I'm going to just leave it at that. She has, oh, damn. <laughs> that is a crazy dress that Heidi Kuhn's wearing. All right, th- th- this is why. <laughs> but I just wanted to read that. I just wanted to read that. But basically, she got flamed. And rightfully so for complaining that's hard being a single mom when she has and what what is what is this woman's net worth? She is worth one point two billion dollars US. And she's complaining that it's hard being a single mom. She has nannies that that take that take care of her children. The only reason why she has a nerve to say that is because it's easy just to say, you know, bullshit because these people live in a bubble. A a lot of these uh, actual privilege, not not the the privilege that a lot of these weirdos on Twitter talk about, like, oh, you have privilege. No. If I'm not worth $1.2 billion, then... I ain't got no privilege. I'm just saying a lot of us are are stuck with eating ramen, you know, just ramen noodles for dinner a lot of times. Like we're not privileged. For people that saying, Oh, it's white all white people are privileged. No. I mean, in essence they do have some privilege, but they don't have the type of privilege that you seem to want to want all certain you know certain people to have and when you if you are not worth uh uh, you know tens of millions or hundreds of millions or even you get up to the billions of dollars you ain't got no privilege but anyway the the bubble that this woman is living in is insane this woman has no self-awareness whatsoever and the, the reason why is she can say it because she knows that her fans will eat will just eat it up. Her 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 loyals of fans, her most hardcore of loyal fans will eat it up because they want to aspire to be her, so they'll eat up anything she says. And you know what happens when you have, you know, when people have love of celebrity. It is very damaging. It is toxic, but I'm glad she got roasted because this proves a, once again, textbook narcissism. This proves again that 
these people that are well off have this inflated, like, just just inflated egos, these false egos, and they want to pretend that they're middle class or lower class people, you know, lower class, middle class moms. So they can feel like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm struggling because, you know, I'm a single mom. I mean, even though you got Kanye out of the picture, regardless of what he did, you got him out the picture. And it's just easy to do that. Yeah, we're just going to get the man out the picture. You know, let's get him out the picture. Then I can complain that everything is hard. Oh, woe is me. Oh, my God. No, please. It's it's hard. I cry myself to sleep. You know how many single mothers are crying themselves to sleep because they got to find a way. And regardless of how they got there, the fact that she's trying to compare herself, that Kim is trying to compare herself to a single mom, it's it's insulting. It's insulting that people can go on social media or go out in general and just say this, you know, but just more narcissism. There's more just Tom Fuller reacts me. Um but yeah. Um let's see, I guess. Kinda wanna talk about this, but nah. Nah. Um let me go here. Just gotta find this. Um, I find Let's see. Do I do I really have to go to CNN? Um Yeah, we'll do it. Fine. We'll do it. Let me just CNN. CNN's garbage. CNN is garbage. Um, Fox, all of them, garbage. And I got to catch it with so much news. And I'll be doing that in the next couple of days, Lord willing. And then I can just get back on track because I, I is behind. I, I is very behind, uh, my dear viewers. So the last piece of news before we call it a show, because I kind of want this to be a quick show just to upload it, um, upload it by the next morning. Uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis launches 2024 presidential bid on Twitter with Elon Musk. And boy, mainstream media was having a meltdown. And I mean, that what happened in Meltdown when Trump was on CNN during the uh, during the town hall, and they were they were losing their minds over that. So imagine uh, Ron DeSantis running for running for president, Florida's uh, governor, who's been on the news recently with the whole you know Disney lawsuit. It's it's crazy. But I'm gonna give my thoughts and everything after I read this this article hey shout outs to samus's helmet from metroid prime i gotta get this like this is 
when I have throwaway money, I'm gonna get this because it's so beautiful. Anywho, fandom aside, after technical glitches delayed the start of a start of start by 25 minutes, they got of course I gotta rub that in. Uh, not a good start though. I, I heard about the um the Twitter spaces uh, delay. Uh, but anywho. Uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis on Wednesday announced on Twitter, Twitter's audio platform, that he is entering the Republican presidential primary, setting up a clash with current GOP frontrunner, former President Donald Trump, and running for president of the United States to lead our great American comeback, end quote. He said during the week, an event which Twitter owner Elon Musk and tech investor David Sachs Quote, we know our country is going in the wrong direction. We see it with our own eyes and we feel it in our bones, unquote. With those remarks, DeSantis, who won the re-election in resounding fashion last fall and captured the attention of the long, ah, get out of here, ad. Let's see. I read this again. With those remarks, DeSantis, who won re-election and a resounding fashion last fall and captured the attention of a party longing to turn the page from recent defeats opens open up a new chapter in the campaign to take on president joe biden in 2024 DeSantis stepped into the republican primary later than other contenders but brings his bid with more campaign cash and support in the polls than anyone except trump DeSantis, in his opening address to listeners, painted a dark picture of a country he said is going in the wrong direction of the Biden and urged Republicans to get behind him. My pledge is this. If you nominate me, you can set your clock to January 20th, 2025 at high noon because on the west side of the U.S. Capitol, I'll be taking the oath of office as the 47th president of the United States. End quote, quote, end quote. DeSantis said, no excuses, I will get the job done. The Florida governor, who got a decisive boost from Trump during the 2018 primary, did not take, did not directly criticize Trump except for uh, the implied jab that has become staple in his pre-campaign rhetoric. There is no substitute for victory, said the governor, who filed with the Federal Election Commission early Wednesday. We must end the culture of losing that has infected the Republican Party in recent years. I mean, yeah, because they're A, Republicans are good at losing. B, they have no principle because they're just fighting within themselves and they're just they're pointing out what Democrats are doing, but then they're not being proactive. They're being uh, reactive. They're reacting as things happen instead of reacting before things happen they're not getting ahead of stuff they're playing catch up and this goes to a bigger issue before i read a bit more and i give my takes on all this this goes into a bigger issue that i've been saying for the longest the fact is is that the republicans are reaping what they're sowing because for so long they were the party that yeah and listen i'm saying this as, as a christian you hear a lot of the Republicans talk about that. Oh, all these things that people like, you know, you know, culture, you know, music, rock and roll, um, gaming, 
things like that. That's all the devil. That's all satanic. We need to have just traditional Christian uh, households, things like that. And while a lot of these politicians are doing, you know, the hibbity dibbity behind the scenes, you know, because, you know, people who, who bark the loudest, they usually have the most skeletons in the closet. But that being said, the fact of the matter is that these these people for so long, they rejected culture and they toss it to the side. Oh, you know, just give it. Just, just We don't want it. We don't want to be ahead of culture. We want to just ignore it and just just not use what's been a part of American culture this whole time. And the Democrats, they took it and said, oh, okay, y'all not going to take this. Then we're going to get into everything. We're going to get into, into entertainment. We're going to get into creativity. Like, we're going to be the ones to create. We're going to get into, into, into Hollywood. We're going to get into into music, we're going to movies, we're going to all these things and, you know, the arts. And before you know it, look where we are now because the, the Democrats have taken what the Republicans have been ignoring and what they discarded for decades and it's kicking them in the ass. And now they can't do anything except fight amongst each other and just point out all oh, the Democrats are doing this. Oh my God. Like they're groomers. They're, and, and they are a lot of these policies are regardless of what you think about all the other stuff, the democratic policies in these past during this administration has been insane. And even during the time of Trump was insane. Like put all your BS aside or all your politics aside or your biases aside you see how people are suffering now. You see where things are headed and ain't pretty. I tell you that much. And I don't want to deal with it anymore. Like, I like things uh, when things are affordable, when my dollar is worth more, my raise, I'll be able to enjoy my raise. You know, I'll be able to enjoy, you know, not only to work hard, but to get compensated for it, to feel like you're accomplished instead of working, working to death. You feel like no matter how much you work, you're not getting anything because the dollar's worth less, you know? But anywho, I'll read a little bit more and then I'll uh, get into the, get into the, my points. Let me blow this up a little bit, a little bit more. Okay. Okay, where was I uh, here? During the question and answer segment, DeSantis again passed up the chance to directly attack Trump. Conservative commentator Steve Deace uh, uh, began the question by listing many of former President Trump's perceived shortcomings, then asked how DeSantis will ensure his agenda becomes reality. Even my worst critics in Florida will acknowledge that when I tell people I'm going to do something, end quote, DeSantis says, quote, I do not make any promises or say I'm going to do it, or say I'm going to do it uh, to do something lightly, end quote. DeSantis 
a decision to effectively share a stage with Musk, who purchased Twitter last year and leads a rabbit following of largely right-leaning fans, was an unusual choice for a presidential aspirant. It spoke to his desire to win over the right-wing activists that are increasingly prevalent on the site. I mean, there's one thing to mention, like, activism is only good when it's done by one side. If it's done by the other side or done by anyone else, it's a bad thing. That's something I noticed. Because, again, the CNN, so they got to put up the the rhetoric that Twitter is just, you know, full of uh, just Pepe. I mean, they are full of Pepe memes, but it's just all just right wing, far right, alt right, MAGA. MAGA, all this, all this stuff. When, believe it or not, there's a lot of moderate people. There are a lot of moderate people on on Twitter. It's just that they want to just magnify the Republicans. They want to put a spotlight on the conservatives. And there are a lot, but there are a lot more moderates. You know, and for all the the crap that people, you know, all, all the all the times that these people cry and whine and complain and bitch and moan, they they sure love to talk about how bad Twitter is. But a lot of the people on the left are on Twitter because they know they go anywhere else. Twitter, you know, if they go anywhere else that isn't Twitter. Or you know, in some cases, true, uh, true social. They're not going to get the traction. They're not going to get the numbers. That's why they go on Twitter for better or worse. All the talk, all the complaining that people do about how bad Twitter is, they still go on it. Again, it says more about you, the one complaining, than the site itself. Because if it's so bad, if you feel like something's so bad, just, just leave. Just go. You know, but again, it's social media is addictive, is a drug, it's crack, it's heroin, you know, it is what it is. Okay, my thoughts on all this. Um, I think that, go up to the top, I think that when it comes to the census running for president, I think that, yes, I think a lot, obviously, the establishment media hates the both of them. They hate the both of them because obviously it's Trump. And they hate the Santas because the Santas has been against, you know, the LGBTQ community. Um, even though I think that him doing what he did is to protect children because, again, I go back to what I said earlier, why in the hell are grown adults um, they're trying so hard to be around children in drag queen shows. Like, why? Why is that such a thing? Like, why you need to be around children for? What was the big? What, what is the issue? What's is the malfunction? So I don't see in that in that case. I don't see what he's doing wrong. But I remember in the past, like especially during COVID, he has flip flopped. He has done some things. Um. You know, especially with closing down Florida during, you know, during a spring break in 2020. Then he turned around. And then with Trump, he, when when it comes to Trump, I think he's entertaining. 
since he's been in the media's eye for a long time, he's gone really good as, as being a showman. He's gone really good with just, you know, being a one man army going against, you know, mainstream going against the CNNs of the world and, you know, MSNBCs and so on and so forth. But one thing that I always criticize Trump for is whole thing with COVID locking down, um, just just shutting it down. And then he did put the decision to the states, and then that's when DeSantis said, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna you know keep things open. We're just gonna keep things open." But just the fact that Fauci, um. Trump turned, you know, the country to Fauci with, you know, the whole infectious diseases. He, he's the head of infectious diseases. And then, you know, this whole thing. I can't stand the rat bastard that is Fauci because he is evil for many reasons. But he is evil. He's conniving. And he's he did the bidding of his masters. However, the other stuff that Trump has done as you know, just overall, in terms of what he done to the what he's done for the economy, uh, his um, his foreign policy. I I what can I say? I like it. He was trying to bring peace to the Middle East, and we need that now. Especially we need that now with everything that's going on with Ukraine and uh, and Russia. But I think that, in all honesty, I think when it boils down, the media is going to try to push DeSantis because they realize, oh, no, we don't want Trump to go up against Biden. So we're going to try to prop up DeSantis because they know that they know that he isn't ready to run against Trump. So they're going to try to prop him up. So then if DeSantis does win, then Biden would, and this is my prediction, Biden will run re-election or what have you. If, you know, he croaks, then um, come, you know, Kamala Harris will be uh, president. Anything can happen. Like, this is just me, like, spitballing, looking ahead. But if Trump wins the primary, there's a good chance that he might win. But they're afraid of Trump, so that's why they're, you know, I feel like they're going to start backing DeSantis. But I feel like DeSantis is a good governor. I don't think he'll be a good president just because he hasn't been tested in the media for long. Trump has. Say what you want about the man. You don't got to like him. You don't got to, you know, suck his dick or anything. You don't got to sing his praises every single thing that he's done. But you cannot deny that he, because he's been in the media all his life, he knows how to be in front of the camera. He knows how to conduct himself and, com- and compose himself in these interviews. And he's able to defend himself. So it might be interesting to see, like, no honesty, I would like DeSantis to stay as governor because he just won. He just won re-election, so I don't know how that's going to work, if they're going to, you know, have it like emergency election. I don't know. So I think that he should stay 
as governor, serve out his term. Um, I predict Trump will win if there's no shenanigans, but you know, there's always going to be shenanigans because it's it, it's it's the establishment. But that that is my thoughts. Like it or not, I could be wrong. I could be right. But these are my thoughts. And of course, you get new information, right? And our opinions can flip. You know, our opinions can be changed, updated, modified. But this is how I feel at the moment, and it's going to be interesting. But one thing I know is that seeing the mainstream media lose their minds, it's always a good thing because the mainstream media has never been honest. The mainstream media has never been honest, especially when it comes to Trump or DeSantis. They've never been they've never been honest. It's all a smear campaign. And of course, you have people that still have TDS, Trump derangement, Trump derangement syndrome. And it's crazy that they still find they find a way to hate on this man. But you're okay with what Biden has been doing and, and the powers that be. You're okay with what what this country has turned into. And, you know, I, I just want cheaper gas. I want my money to be worth more than what it... I want my money to have more value. I want my job to be fruitful. I want more prosperity. I want more freedom. I want to be able to go about having, you know, just forming up, you know, ideas and, and just the entrepreneurship. I want that. You know, less taxes. Like I want less taxes. I want to I want to abolish I want to abolish the the IRS. Just have this this will be my my campaign if I were to run for president, I don't think I will. But if I were to run for president, I would love to have. Um, I would try to propose the abolishment of the federal uh, their Federal Reserve because that is killing the money, the the money value because we're printing money into infinity. It will stop the senseless spending that the the Democrats are doing. I will have just one tax, one tax, and it's when you buy, when you buy, you know, you buy stuff at the grocery store, or you buy things at the, you know, wherever you go to buy stuff. That's the only time you'll be taxed. Otherwise, when you get, when you get money, you get your paycheck, you'll keep more of it than having to give a good chunk of it to the federal government, which will not spend it where they say they're going to spend it. But that's just me. You know, of course, I could draw out a, you know, a presidential campaign or if I were to run for president. Maybe I'll do that. Who knows? Maybe I'll do that. But, um, yeah, so that being said, uh, it's been, you know, we hit the hour mark. So I'm going to end it here. Guys. Thank you for listening to the, another episode of Room Pine Podcast, episode 124. I'll have a few more, you know, 
in the pipeline just to get you know caught up with some of the news topics I want to talk about. Of course, you can follow me. You can follow me on Twitter. That is twitter.com slash Mr. Ruben Prime. Also, twitter.com slash Ruben Prime Media. Also, TikTok at Ruben Prime Media. You can find me on YouTube at Ruben Prime Media. Rumble at Ruben Prime Ruben Prime Podcast. All the links will be in the description. I just got to, you know, scream out the links. And you can find me, you can find all this information, find all this information up on RubenPrimeTV.com. But I just like, you know, saying the links because it makes me feel a little bit important. <laughs> but uh, I guess, I don't know, I guess I have some narcissism right there. But um, my nose ain't big enough to be narcissistic. I'm sorry. I apologize, my audience. But um, all, all that can be found on my website at RubenPrimeTV.com. Uh, podcasts, uh, the links to all my content, all on there, roomprimetv.com. So that being said, let me get the hell up out of here. I talk your ears off for long enough, and I'll be back. Thank you very much for listening to another episode of the Room Prime Podcast, and I'm out. Peace. Peace. I am here, Master. I appreciate your genius. You, you cannot experience the terror, the exquisite fear that I inspire in those who dare oppose me. At best, your befogged mind can merely twitch and ah! Master, that's not fair.